Welcome everybody to another episode of the King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, breaking bread. Laser protection. It's all bundled up. Okay, I see. I see. What are we drinking today? We're drinking some <clears throat> 10 cup American whiskey. 10 cup American whiskey. Tell them from the great state of Colorado. Colorado. By way of Indiana. Mm. So we're going to do a nice, generous Friday night pour. Mm-hmm. And it's Good Friday, too, by the way. It's a great Friday. No, it's Good Friday. It is Good Friday. Like, as in? As in the actual day. Yeah, as in the actual day. Yeah. Yo, why do they call it Good Friday? <clears throat> well, no, it was good. The Savior had to go down to come back up. So 10 Cup, on the bottle it says, 10 Cup Whiskey is a blend of two great American whiskeys, each aged in number three charred oak barrels. High rye bourbon distilled and aged in Indiana. It's blended with a small amount of Colorado single malt whiskey. These whiskeys are then cut with Rocky Mountain water. Tin cup is named for the Colorado mining pioneers and the tin cups from which they drunk their whiskey. Well, I ain't from Colorado. I ain't either. They do got some good plants out there. Though. Yeah, I heard the horticulture is very good over <laughs> yes, there. Yes, sir. So I know that they they made whiskey though. They do have a they also have a good uh, brewery culture out there too. Yeah, with Michael Breweries and stuff. Well, let's let's, let's, toast, let's toast up, brother. Cheers, yes, sir. To this beautiful Friday. Mm. First sip. It's just delicious. It's kind of. It's not the smoothest thing I've ever had. I think it's got actually kind of smooth. You think it's kind of smooth? It's not the smoothest thing I've ever had. This is nice though. It's got a nice flavor to it. Nice bite. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not rough, you know. I I I kind of, mm, I almost feel a little rummish though. Slightly rummy. It's got a nice finish to it. It's kind of, hmm, how would I say, a little spicy. Mm-hmm. I like it, bro. It's mellow. I, sh- I shit you not. And no disrespect to Tin Cup, I love Tin Cup, thus far. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> I'll do this. Yo, this tastes like Remy Martin. Okay. And Diplomatico. So I can see a that. cognac yeah. mixed with a rum. Mixed with rum. I mean, it definitely has a vanilla note to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little caramel note in it. I like it. I can rock with this. Oh man. Well, let's talk some shit, my brother. Let's talk. Let's talk some shit. Well. What's been going on in the world? Oh, man. I've been trying to avoid this, brother. You know what? <laughs> they say the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Man, the hell is go- the world is going to hell and Lil Nas X's ass. <laughs> hey, they, you know what? My man been lap dancing with Satan. Oh, man. Man, listen. So if you have been living under a rock. Like me. Let's update you. So recently, Lil Nas X... Uh, the same dude from Old Town Road fame, which is like one of the biggest songs in history. I'm going to take my horse to Old Town Road. My man came back in a major way this last week or two. But hold on a second. My fault to cut you off, bro. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't know that was a, 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 there was a hidden meaning to that song. I, I can neither confirm nor deny the uh, meaning bro, to that song. I did not know that shit. Talk him out. Like that. Or imitates like <laughs> Yo, hold on a second. Let's pull up the lyrics real quick. Old Town Road. 
Let's pull up the lyrics real quick. Disclaimer. Oh, man. Let's pull <laughs> These up. lyrics do not belong to the King's Table podcast. <laughs> no, nor, nor do we support or reflect. <laughs> Listen. Um, oh, man. Well, I, while he's bringing it up, Lil Nas X, like I said, Old Town Road was his biggest hit. One of the biggest hits ever. And uh, we're about to talk a little bit about a recent controversy that he sparked. And um, tell tell us those lyrics. Oh, man. So, first off, Uh that song was a hit. It was was a hit. It charts, 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 charts. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that hook. Yo, bro, I, I was completely oblivious no, to you it. Weren't. I swear all my life, man. I swear all my life, man. Everybody knows that hook. Now, everybody knows the hook, but I ain't know the meaning behind the hook. I'm, I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I just thought the man was talking about ride. You know, I thought he was talking about riding on horse too. Yeah, because the old town road, you know. And as it reads, yeah, I'm going to take my horse. Mm-hmm. To the old town road. Okay. I'm gonna ride uh-huh. till I can't no more. I'm gonna Must take my horse road. to the old town road and ride till I can't ride no more. Uh-huh. So the breakdown of that okay. was that the motherfuckers talking about riding some excuse me, it's good Friday. Mm-hmm. The gentleman okay. was referring to mm-hmm. performing activities okay. uh anally on a older gentleman. So, which is what the breakdown was explained to me. So, if I could translate, so if, to give you some backstory, Lil Nas X is homosexual, right? So, and was this his come out song? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about him other than Old Town Road and, of course, this new controversy with the, the Montero song. But what Evans is saying is that he was told that the meaning of Old Town Road was, it was actually sexually in nature. You know, it could be. I mean, sometimes, you know, artists are known for doing this, yeah, making songs yeah, yeah. about other things. But his current controversy. Just, just like uh, Superman that you watched, yeah, yeah. which was another hit. Yeah, it was another right? hit. But little kids all up. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and so the newest controversy uh, by this young brother, Oh, I ain't finished the lyrics, brother. You ain't finished the lyrics. Nah. There's more. Nigga. (laughs) What you got? I got the horses in the back. Okay. Horse tack is attached. Mm -hmm. Hat is matte black. Okay. Got the boots that's black to match. Okay. Riding on a horse. Uh Ha. You can whip your Porsche. You've been in the valley... You been in the valley. <laughs> you ain't been up off your porch. <laughs> now can't nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> Riding on a trailer. Uh-huh. Lean all in my bladder. Good Lord Jesus. Lean on in his what? In my bladder. Oh, so he's been sipping lean. Sipping on lean. Okay. Cheated on my baby. You can go mm-hmm. at you can go and ask her. My life is a movie. Mm-hmm. Bull riding and boobies. Bull riding and boobies. Then it goes back up to the top. Well, uh, 
I need another drink. <laughs> I let the people decide. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. But the current controversy. Yeah, let's talk about it. If you don't know, Lil Nas X dropped a song called Montero. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the subtitle was like, Call Me By Your Name or something like that. And it's not the song that's caused the controversy. It's the music video. <laughs> and so in said music video, which actually there's another artist called FKA Twigs, who they took a lot of material from one of her music videos to and kind of transpose onto this one. But anyway, in said music video, he plays the part of essentially a fallen angel. There's a portion of the video where he's on a stripper pole, sliding down from heaven to hell. And he proceeds to perform a lap dance on Satan himself and snatches horns. That's um, crazy. It's wild. It has caused an uproar. Everybody from Hoteps to <laughs> Protestants are upset right now. Yo. The Catholic Church is upset. The black Israelites are upset. <laughs> I mean, Tucker Carlson is pissed. Oh, shit. Rush Limbaugh rolling around in his grave. <laughs> Shallow as it may be. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Have you it's seen not. the video? So I actually have not watched the video right, in its cool. entirety. We're about to have a movie night. <laughs> okay. I have not well, watched this video. Folks, just please bear with us. We're about to... Uh, so you're going to get our... Real time reaction. It's gonna, you know, we'll try to verbalize it as as much as possible. We don't have the audio, but I will walk you through it. So it opens up. It looks like a scene of heaven. We can get that audio. Let's take that yeah. audio. Take it. We don't own the rights to this music. Montero. So there's a serpent on a tree. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming tree of life. Yeah, serpent's got a third eye. Walking through the garden. So it's fair to say this is the Garden of Eden. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the serpent. It's kind of seducing him, I guess. Yeah. Now they kissing. Yeah, Satan's kissing him. He plays all of these parts, by the way, too. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, this is porn, bro. I mean, (laughs) 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 you know. All right, so now it's... uh, He's dressed as a drag. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a drag. Or is that considered drag? Yeah, this is uh this is wild. Good Lord. So now he's in chains in front of some kind of council or something. Okay. Look like they had some type of Roman okay. Empire arena. So now he's there's an angel. Between him and heaven. Okay, here's the pole. That's the, what the fuck. Big stripper pole. What the fuck? 
Y'all gotta see it. What the fuck? Uh, you can cut it off now. I mean, this ain't necessarily my kind of visuals, you know? So now he's down in uh, Hades. AKA hell. Yeah, so that's Satan on the that's throne, Satan. apparently. Okay, so there's the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't what know how fuck? I feel about sitting here watching this, man. What, you... what the fuck? <laughs> Describe what you're seeing right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, lap dancing. He just snapped the devil's neck and took his horns. Took his horns. All right, so cut it off now. What the flying heebie jeebies? So if you haven't seen this video, oh shit, it is it is very wild. Oh shit. Um, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably the most provocative, provocative thing that's come out in quite a while, um, and I think it, I think that's what he was going for. Yo, no bullshit though. I think that the video was very creative, artistically creative. Uh huh. All right. Your kind of art? Nah, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. But the the <laughs> but the but the artistry was dope. Before he got on that pole to say like that, I mean, that, that was that was a lot. You gotta you gotta yeah, take art in its totality. But why would all right on all the right. flip side? Right. Let's think about why Christians are mad. Yeah, what, is it, let's, let's, yeah. Why are people triggered by this? Because I I think that if you're a Christian and you believe in uh, Satan, the right. devil, Lucifer being in hell. Yeah. So what Lil Nas X did was went down to hell, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Especially Christians don't necessarily agree with homosexual lifestyles. This is true. Which means Lil Nas X went to where he belongs as being gay, yeah. right? Then he's in the arena. People are saying, stone him, stone him, or however they was chanting to kill him, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. They, they did that. Mm-hmm. He went to hell. Right, he slid down. He didn't go in the Easter basket, but he slid down the pole. <laughs> like, down the Christians pole. also believe strippers are going to hell too. A lot of them do. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So There's a lot of things that could is, put you is in this hell. in line to? He went down to hell, mm-hmm. danced with the devil. He danced with the devil in a pale moonlight. Then killed the devil. Killed the devil. Now this is Good Friday. Now I'm just being a. I tell you what. I'm looking at the artistry. Hit me out. Hit me out. We picked a heck of a topic. <laughs> Yo, yo, think about it. Think about it, bro. He went to hell. He went to hell. Jesus went to hell when he died for us. Fought with the devil. Took the keys. And came back up. We don't know if he killed the devil. Apparently not, because the devil's the prince of the head. Right, but he defeated. He defeated. Bam, defeat. Defeat. Defeated the devil. And now we have this thing called what? Salvation? So think about it. Why would a Christian that watched this, or anybody that watched this, be mad? It's, it's a Christian. Isn't it a Bible story? Yeah. In a very it's, it's not so way. so maybe <laughs> holy way. Maybe Lil Nas X. In this sense, maybe he's trying to be like a messianic fit figure mm, for uh, messianic. Let's talk the, about the it. The LGBT. 
community. Okay. But I don't know, you know, I think the reason why people are so triggered is because it's so provocative. You know? Nah, because so? WAP was pretty provocative. WAP, and and people, a lot of people were triggered by that too. But I think I think the difference is there's a very specific set of people that were triggered by WAP. Mm-hmm. WAP. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what WAP is, you better find yourself. Yo, if you know who that, let's watch that video real quick. <laughs> if <laughs> you don't know who WAP is, it's an acronym um, of a song by two young ladies, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. the two hottest female rappers in mm-hmm. the game. Um, it's, it's warm ass plate. Yes, yes, very <laughs> yeah, yeah, warm ass plate, very warm. <laughs> um, but anyway, like the people that were upset by WAP, some of those people overlap with these. But there's a very specific group of people that are upset mm-hmm. by this visual that were not upset by WAP. Who are those individuals? So I think with WAP, there was primarily, it seemed to be a lot of pushback from like white conservatives, mm-hmm. right? Whereas there's a lot of blowback on this uh, Lil Nas mm-hmm. X thing by black mm-hmm. people in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially conservative blacks or uh yeah you know more more socially conservative blacks. so that leads to ask the question yeah is there an agenda against black people mm. promoting homosexuality wow i don't know so for me i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, this is what i'll say to that though yeah. i don't know if there's a a gay agenda right? okay you just call a spade a spade sure a gay agenda sure I don't know that there's a gay agenda. All right. Do you think that there's an agenda to emasculate mm-hmm. black men? Absolutely. Okay. So I think that agenda to emasculate black men mm-hmm. comes from white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It comes from the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. It comes from economic oppression. Mm-hmm. Right. So gayism. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, quick disclaimer. Uh, I have no issues with the LGBT, ABC, XYZ community. All right, my views and my personal views are not the views of the King's Table podcast or the Anchor FM or the Anchor FM network. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but I do think that, hmm, I I do think that there is an agenda to market more homosexuality to black men than there is to any other market. Because if you look at Shoot, even um a couple days was a couple weeks ago. You throw on I, I turned I turned to T Mobile's website. They didn't have nobody else kissing. It was two black men kissing. Yeah. Right. And 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 not to say that you know these corporations are only targeting black men. Right. right? But a lot of marketing goes towards that specifically, like through music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like specifically through and and not just not just them saying promoting homosexuality but promoting uh not necessarily promoting life mm-hmm. towards us because it's only on our radio stations you hear provocative music yeah, only so- on our radio stations <clears throat> urban black right. hip hop r and b stations yeah you know so I don't think I don't know that there's a gay I don't know that there is a gay agenda to necessarily destroy black people, mm-hmm. but I do think there is an agenda of like pushing this. I think, I think it's like a, 
Don't listen, I will throw his glass at you if I if you say this, what I think. Yo, this is like yo, a pendulum swing. Okay. Right? So what I think is like we have like this whiplash effect in society, mm-hmm. in our society, mm-hmm. where you push one thing so hard for so long, mm-hmm. and then when the the opposite catches power. Mm-hmm. When it swings, it swings real hard the other way. So is that pendulum, are you referring to uh, masculinity yeah, so being I, pushed so hard? Yeah, I think at a point in time, like like black masculinity mm-hmm. is was was a strong thing in our you know in our sure, society in our culture, mm-hmm. right? Really strong, especially like in the nineties with like hardcore rap mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You know, the movies that came out and stuff, mm-hmm. and so that was real big. And I think now that the pendulum has swung, it's swung pretty hard to the other side. Because I think about, for instance, um, Tyler Perry is like the creative director for BET. Mm-hmm. And if you were to watch any of the new programming, the majority of men that are just like portrayed, mm-hmm. the black men, they're either homosexual or they're some type of loser mm-hmm. in some sense. It's not like a lot of positive men. A user, a brute abuser, stuff like that. And first of all, there's nothing wrong. I, for me personally, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a gay person wanting equality. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's I think they're entitled to to that. Right. But what I do think is that everybody says representation matters. Mm-hmm. And I when I look at mass media. I don't see a whole lot of representation of positive black men. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that a gay man can't be a positive black man, but I'm talking about traditional masculinity, right? Like what they call a cisgender Mm -hmm. heteronormative man. You don't see a ton of those guys. Not not at all. I'm not going to say not at all, but you're absolutely right. You don't see a ton of them. And I I think that, again, through the mark... here's, Here's why... Here's why, especially like a lot of like uh, Caribbean men, mm-hmm. um, shoot even a lot of African American men, yeah. shoot a lot of African men, are like it's it's PTSD. You know what I'm saying it's unresolved PTSD because on the slave ships, what did they used to do to the men to break yeah. them down? Yeah. They used to rape men in front of their families, yeah. their wife and children. Yeah, buck break. Buck breaking. So you have a whole generation after generation after generation that has all of this unresolved trauma. Then for that to swing back around and be marketed towards us, like yo, like if you ask me, I don't know if homosexual being being homosexual, if you if you could be born with it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's um, I was listening to somebody, a lot of like the black church traditionally believes that it's a spirit. Right, yeah. that it's a spirit that could be cast out right. or that could be dealt with. You got prayed away. Go, go to gay camp and yeah. get delivered and stuff like that. But, yeah. but, but now nah, I, I can't. I can't say that it's a spirit. Yeah, I can't say that it's something that you're born with. Yeah, I mean, I just gotta accept you for who you are. Right, right. So, like when we look at the going back to the trauma we've we've endured. To see something come back up in, in that flashback, we don't know why it bothers us so much. Right. I have a good friend of mine, bro. He swears up and down he's not a homophobe, mm-hmm. but he hates to see gay people. Yeah, I know some folks like that. 
But I'm like, yo, bro, he's 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 a man just like you. He'll probably beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, the same. You, I, look, but I, one of the guys I grew up with, man, mm-hmm. he is gay, right? And he's you know he's not closeted. Mm-hmm. He's straight up gay, but he's not flamboyant. Like he doesn't act like a caricature of a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just met him, you think. You know, he's just some guy. You probably think he was straight. Yeah. And I've seen like so that's the niggas you gotta watch out for at the bar, bro. Get I've seen this dude. <laughs> I have literally seen this guy shoot at people. Yeah, yeah. He used to be a bouncer. He know all kind of martial arts. Mm-hmm. I've seen him beat some thugs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you don't know that that dude, like he's got, and it's not like something that he wears as like a a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. And I think. I personally think that some of the problems or the backlash that a lot of people in the black community have had, because it's outrage, mm-hmm. it's it's basic outrage to me, that I've seen is because black people tend to have this thought of like, be who you are, but do it over there, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, yeah, you can be gay all you want, but don't put it in my face. And I think what uh, Lil Nas X with that video, mm-hmm. that's in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, even the lyrics. Is yeah, in your face. even the lyrics. And it's like, not only that, but hip hop has been one of the most strictly mm-hmm. heterosexual, like, like that's been a space that's been dominated by straight black men. Yeah. More so than maybe any other space in like entertainment and culture. Other than sports, I don't know. I think little baby and say, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Not little baby. What's his What's his name? Um, like a Birdman. I said little baby Birdman. Bird I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that's the exception to the rule, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's been primarily like straight black men that kind of yeah. in that sector, and I think a lot of them feel threatened because it's like, oh crap, mm-hmm. like I, I, you know, it, they come in for my. My hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate to say, think it's some kind of coordinated agenda, but I do think there was I, a I lot think, of marketing involved. I think the marketing was genius, even even with the um, with the sneaker he launched. Tell him about the sneakers. So the sneaker he so what it appears is to be uh, a Nike sneaker, right? Yeah. That has six 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 on it. That has um, the Luciferian emblem on it. Um, with uh, a drop of human blood in each sneaker. Um, 666 pairs. And, and made 666 pairs. And it's also got the Luke 10, 18, which is a verse from the Gospel mm-hmm. of Luke that says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yeah. So, so like... <laughs> but Nike didn't produce that shoe. I was about to say that. Like, yo, was it really worth it? Because now they getting sued. Yeah. Now you, you got a lawsuit. That, uh, you got a lawsuit up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, yeah. <laughs> Nike got lawyers. Yo. Lawyer lawyers. Yeah. And, and it's like, um, is it worth it? Nah, but it gave him the publicity that he was looking for. It's the highest viewed video on YouTube. Right? And he made guap. He made guap from it. Made a lot of money and streams. So it's like we um we could be mad all we want, but I, I look at and I look at like the, the, the artistry and the business behind it. Yeah. Right? The business behind it. Yeah, you got a lot of suit up your ass, but at the same time, look how much. And the sneakers sold out in minutes. Yeah. Not hours. I think they said literally one minute. One minute? All right. <laughs> a minute, bro. That's crazy. A minute. People had to get their hands on my 
Bro, so so like with the controversy, new saying like this this money being made, this money on the table. No such thing as bad publicity. Right. So like going back to going back to new saying like the the agenda. <laughs> right. I, I, I personally think and see that there is an agenda because mm-hmm. when we when we like even the music, mm-hmm. right? We're we're taught to be macho and Bam, Kanye West said it best. I'm saying if I talk about God, my records won't get played. Yeah. Talking about the music industry. Yeah. I'm saying so there's a narrative that the industry yeah. wants black people to have mm-hmm. because, I mean, the record labels don't look like us. Facts. The radio stations, I'm saying, and they don't have our best interests at heart. Yeah. They're all white. They're all they're all non-black. They're all white. Yeah. Jews. Yeah. There's right? not... There's only one radio conglomerate that's owned by black people. So that's so Radio One. Radio One, <laughs> yeah. Which I, I am, you know. I, I support. I, I support Radio One. I, I hold some of those shares in that oh, yeah. company. Yeah, you got shares. In- yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna get some too. But um, but yeah, I, you know. So I think what what happens is we are very good at consuming things, mm-hmm. right? Especially media, because honestly, when it comes to culture. In this country, there's not many parts. I would say the only part of culture that we're not heavily involved in or trailblazers in Mm -hmm. is like heavy metal music Mm -hmm. and some country music. But other than that, movies, we're involved in movies. Mm -hmm. You know, we got, you know, high, you know, high power actors and stuff like that. Um, Music, I mean, come on. What doesn't have our influence all over right. it, right? Um, art, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Fashion, whatever. I right? think in every facet, because even look at like facet. corporate commercials. Yeah. <laughs> they say they all yeah. got TV. Some, some type of influence, like hip-hop or black black music. Yeah. Black-inspired music. Yeah. Jazz, jazz black. Yeah. Uh, obviously rap black. Mm-hmm. You say rock and roll. Rock and roll. Black. R&B, R&B, black pop music, pop, folk, yeah, gospel. I mean, we we are blues. It, you know, like there are some people that say, like you know, we are culture, mm-hmm. right? like. Mm-hmm. And so the the thing is, when when it comes to so, so my fault to cut you off. Yeah. We are culture, mm-hmm. but we don't own the culture. We don't own the culture, but we are culture. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is with with us being consumers of culture, mm-hmm. like it's easy to to push certain things. So for instance, I don't think that this is necessarily true, mm-hmm. but I noticed a lot of the conversation that I was reading was like, oh my gosh, like they're pushing this on our kids, mm-hmm. right? And Lil Nas responded, cause there was another rapper, Joyner Lucas, who, you know, who tagged Nas, uh, yeah, Lil Nas yeah, yeah. X and to, uh, a post and he said something like, oh my God, you know, you pushing this on our kids, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he responded and was like, you know, who's it, whose fault is it? The kid or the parent mm. who lets their kid watch or consume whatever. But you can't really control what your children are watching though. Can you not? It's extremely hard. It's difficult. Because I mean, even on like Disney, mm-hmm. right? Cartoon Network, very sexualized. Yeah. Shit, even even Sesame Street, when we look back now, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> extremely, everything is extremely sexualized. So, like, not everybody had, every, well, everybody had Channel 2. I don't know what, what channel PBS was on uh, up in Cleveland. 25. 25, all right. So, everybody had PBS, mm-hmm. right? We all consume that. But, you know what I'm saying, when you leave the house, you don't have any access to it. Yeah. When you're outside playing, you don't have any access to it. But I'm saying, like, look at the culture that the kids are in now, whereas every kid has a tablet or a phone or, I'm saying, a computer or access to, or smart TV, right, where they have access to the world through, I'm saying, whether it's through Disney, whether it's through YouTube, whatever platform that's out there. And it's like, it's as a, especially as a working parent, Mm -hmm. it's hard to control content. Cause you're not always sitting down watching, you know what I'm saying, like TV with your kids. Yeah. Funny story, I had one of my guys, um, he had he he had kids after me. Mm-hmm. And when his kid was probably like a couple months old, he was like, yo, I ain't never gonna let my kids watch TV, blah, 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 you know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. The kid started walking. <laughs> yo, my little man started walking, and guess what he had? A tablet in his hand. <laughs> Watching, you know, saying like shows, up. so it's like, and kids nowadays they could navigate through yeah. technology, it's almost bro, because like they, they're born with it. They're born with it, and I think a lot of times, you know, I, like I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. right? So I, you know, I hesitate to say, you know, what I would do if I was a parent because you don't know until you're in that situation, right? I do notice that one difference from my childhood to now is like, man, when I was a kid and I was the age of like. Six, seven years old, bro. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, we're outside playing. Yeah. You give us on the block, you give us a ball and a stick. Hey, listen, a milk there. crate. We there all day. All day. Like Saturday mornings, my mom used to lock the screen door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She'll cook a big old pot of chicken and rice and leave it on the porch. All the kids in the neighborhood. The house. Yeah. With some bowls. And all yeah, the kids yeah, yeah, come yeah. to the house, eat, play. You couldn't get back in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you came in and out the house, you. You gotta stay in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You gotta stay in. But it's like nowadays, these kids, it's almost as if the pacifier mm-hmm. is the tablet. Mm-hmm. And in our day, it was like go outside and play, explore, mm-hmm. communicate. You know, we learn how to communicate, team build, you fought. You you resolve issues, yeah. you did whatever, right? And and now these kids are it's a different time. Learn how to get hurt and get back up. Yeah. Ain't nobody. Kind of build some resilience. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's a different time now. And part of that though is like you said, you can put parental controls on the tablet, but some of this stuff may filter past that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know that they're pushing our kids to be gay, but what I do know is that they are pushing like representation. And I do think at times it may be over-representation. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I notice about a lot of black men on screen is that if a, lot, a black male character is on a TV show or whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of times if that person happens to be a homosexual, it's like they're a caricature of a homosexual man. Like they're not like a a homosexual man that you just see and it's like, okay, cool. They're, they're like flamboyant. They're yeah, over yeah. the top. And I mean, I would imagine that most guys that are gay, they don't act like that. Ladies and gentlemen. I, mean, I don't know. 
Uh, this is Ken's coming out confession. We're going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you listening to Usher's? <laughs> these, are, these are my confessions earlier. <laughs> it's the last episode of the podcast. I just hit events in the head. <laughs> Because anyway, a lot of times when you see us on screen in general, that's true. So, and I agree 100% because, like, with with the straight black man, it's usually a caricature of being somebody that's not smart or that's a thug, that's always in baggy pants, that's always the fuck up of the group, that's always them saying doesn't have proper English. Um, Loud, loud, rambunctious, just just the just overly annoying. Mm-hmm. So it's like emasculating. That's a form of emasculation too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because you're not equal. Like you take sure. one of my. It's a show that I actually love. Is mm-hmm. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Right? I like that show. Larry David is just a. Yeah, yeah, a jerk yeah. on the show, right? Yeah. But one of the main cast characters, J.B. Smoot. Mm-hmm. And he is loud. He's just like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's like, it's almost like he doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like when he was first on the show, mm-hmm. it, it was like, they had some black jokes and stuff, which a lot of it was funny, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's, it's always like bitter for white people to, take, to make a black joke. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's illegal now. That's a whole different conversation. But it's like, he's like a caricature. Mm-hmm. Loud, slack jaw, you know what I mean? And it's like, damn, like, Larry David, the person that Larry David plays on that show, he wouldn't hang out with somebody like Jay. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, where does this, this dynamic Absolutely even not. come from? Are you mean tell me I couldn't find nobody else? And no offense to JB, smooth, but eh, not a good representation. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. So, so there's probably like a, a handful of like black. Shoot, there ain't no black sitcoms besides Blackish. Um, Keenan, I guess. Keenan. Trash. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. But um, but even with um with Blackish, like I, I'm, I think Blackish is the new Bill Cosby show. Yeah. Cause they touch on a lot of current events. And shoot that yeah, that's the only TV show that paints us in a positive light, and they go through real issues yeah. and they talk about real issues, and it's not something that, it's something that sparks conversation, right. whether it's through race, whether it's through them saying like police brutality, mm-hmm. whether it's through them saying like um, the woes of teenagers. Yeah. Um, there's a spinoff called Grownish, Grown-ish yeah. which is I think it's a dope show. Yeah. HBCU um, and all that. So so it's like there are shows that that exist, but it's only it's only one. Yeah, and it's it's very hard to find something that's of a high quality. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the high quality. Yeah. yeah, like the production value sucks. Or Tyler Perry is producing. Right, right, right. And you know the thing with Tyler Perry, you know, I I think he he means a lot to the culture, mm-hmm. but I think also Tyler Perry pushes because I'm gonna tell you every single Tyler Perry movie. Has some abusive yeah. or like crazy deranged man 
mm-hmm. that that treats a black woman like shit, right? And it's like, can we? Like, I know we got to have some type of antagonism yeah, yeah. in a story, but like that's Hollywood. Hollywood has to have antagonism, mm-hmm. right? And I think we're conditioned as Americans, like we don't want to watch movies on uh, TVN or the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. Nobody want to watch that. You know what I'm saying? You want to see some blood, some yeah, guts, yeah. some drama. And yeah, some sex. And some sex. Yeah, yeah. Lots and lots, lots of, of sex. gratuitous sex. Yeah. But shout out to Power. <laughs> <laughs> I watched every sex scene twice. <laughs> Sometimes three times. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just weird that we don't just we don't have a lot of representation. And I think this Lil Nas X thing, one thing it had me thinking about, I read a, an article and they compared his art to Prince. And that challenged me. Uh, what article was this? I got it. It was on it was in uh Medium. Okay. Right? Which is kind of like a it's kind of like an open source. Mm-hmm. And basically the the author basically said she was saying, you know, if you look at one of Prince's album covers, like, you know, pretty provocative, you know, Prince. I mean, I've always thought he has some homosexual proclivity, mm-hmm. right? But we revere, like, especially black men. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that we revere him, but some of our favorite music. It's like, you throw on the Prince song, it's like, it's, yo. It's from Prince. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, or like a Luther song comes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. It's like, yo, that, that's the joint. And Very the, white. But them dudes was gay. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we didn't diss them like so I don't think that black people or straight black men hate gay black men. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it goes to the the PTSD, the the trauma, the unresolved trauma. You were saying that shit, we it still it still hasn't been dealt with. It still hasn't been talked about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Let's use Jamaica for an example. Yo, yeah, they go yeah. hard against gay. They kill men. gay people, literally. Yeah. So so it's like, and and the reason why is because like, yo, that's how they used to, and it wasn't up until they just got, they just got free, bro, from yeah. England. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that's and that's what they used to do. They used to rape the men. Yeah. And this is only what 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. Rape the men in, in front of to break them down. Yeah. So it's like, nah, it's not something that we want to hold or accept. Yeah. Because that's not us. I think another part of it too is that they don't, I think, so there's always been gay people. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think now with the modern society, it's like we've kind of learned how to, it just is what it, like they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, I think, and I think that's fine. Though. Yeah, it is fine. But I think in some cultures, they're still they still have a little bit more of their older traditions. Yeah, yeah. And especially cultures that are heavily spiritual and stuff like that, it seems like it's more like it's something that has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. But I think in our culture, for the most part, it's like you know you just are. Yeah, yeah. But I also think a lot of it too is like there's a lot of hyperbole in our society because mm-hmm. we get outraged quick. So. So, especially with, I, I struggle with this. Yeah. Like the the black church preaches so hard against the fam. Yeah. 
Name me a besides Kirk Franklin and a Fred Hammond, right? Name me a choir director. Well, Fred Hammond ain't even a choir director, but name me a choir director. I'm talking about one that has hits, bro. Not many, bro. That that is straight. Not many. I think once you get outside of like Israel and maybe. I don't know. All right, but those are groups. Let's talk yeah. about choirs. <laughs> yeah, like, but, but yeah. From I your mean, Donald Lawrence to your Andre Crouch. Yeah. Donnie McClurkin. Donnie McClurkin. He was in the news this week. Was he for what? For Lil Nas X? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, his, that's his spiritual daddy. <laughs> his spiritual zaddy. <laughs> oh, man. He seen that video. He was like, you fell down. <laughs> we fell oh, down. Man. <laughs> right back up again. Get me no, right back up. <laughs> Donnie McClurk, did, uh, he made some comments this week where basically he was saying he feels like he's going to have to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's like 60 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and he, he got about 20 more years. Yeah, but you know, he wants a family. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, basically, he's like, you know, my, hom- my homosexual tendencies mm-hmm. are a sin that I have to suppress. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, because of that, I can't, he don't think he'll ever be married, have a family, this and that. And it's like, for him, he's he's basically established, he's accepted that his homosexuality in his mind is a sin, right? And it's like, he's accepted to, you know, for whatever his purpose is, that he's got to live a life that may not, nece- he may not necessarily feel free. So I, I struggle with that, right? Yeah. Homosexuality being the sin. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle with it. Because yeah. I, I think that, bam, King James, the man that is responsible for putting the books together that we call the Bible. He translated them. He didn't put them together. Okay, translated them, yeah. right? Which is the most, the more popular Version. It's the English translation, right? The first English translation. So, people take that translation and live and die by it. Mm-hmm. But this is somebody that was a homosexual. Yeah. So, so it's like, how can we say and and stand stand so strong against? I, I just quite naturally, I said a lifestyle, right? Yeah. How how could we be so against a lifestyle, but from the very foundation of what you believe? homosexuality's been there. Like, yeah, there's scriptures in the Bible saying that God, you know, burnt down Sodom and Gomorrah, I'm saying, because of homosexuality. That's not the only reason. I'm saying, so, like, we spend so much time, like, beating down, beating down, beating down, and you got preachers that that are on the low. You know what I think? I think, so this is a question that I've, I've always wondered. Is like, why do they beat homosexuals up so bad? Mm-hmm. The Ten Commandments don't even mention homosexuality. Not at all. In fact, homosexuality is referred to six times in the 66 books of the official canon. 666, bro. See that? Yeah, you can put that together. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you see how I moved on. <laughs> but, but the thing is, like, homosexuality, biblically, mm-hmm. in the principle, yes, it is a sin. However... So is adultery. Mm-hmm. So is stealing. Lying. So is murder. Mm-hmm. So is lying. Taking God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. 
just coveting what your neighbor has. Mm-hmm. Nice grass. Have another gods before Jehovah, Yahweh, mm-hmm. right? Vagina. You know what I mean? <laughs> Having idols, right? Some people Alters. worship what? You know, some people bow down before the altar of what? War mass plates. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but it's, it's almost like I think the issue, especially with the black church mm-hmm. and homosexuality, is it's a visible sin. And it's one of those things but, where... But so is adultery. It so is. So is like children out of wedlock. The, those things are, absolutely. But I, I think in today's society, right, as a whole, our entire society has moved past when, uh, people having babies out of wedlock, mm-hmm. right? But we've not moved past, you see two dudes kissing, it doesn't feel natural. It, it yeah, is but like bro, they, they up lead in praise and worship every Sunday. They up lead in praise and worship every Sunday. And we we have become, like I said, consumers. We're takers. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, it's like our society is not about what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I help you live your best life? It's how can I benefit off you? Absolutely. Because some of those gay worship leaders, right, if it wasn't for them, the pastor's message ain't good enough to keep the pools full. Facts. You see what I'm saying? It's some churches where they ain't really come to see you for 45 minutes. They came for praise and worship. They came for praise (laughs) and worship. You know what I mean? When you you come on, they kind of tune you out. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how good the service was based on the music. Right. Don't can't tell you nothing that was said in the sermon. Not even the the scripture he came out of. And so the pastors, they use that for their benefit. You know, because they're like, you know what? I don't care what you do. Just do it in private. Because as long as you can keep my people with get, catching the spirit. Mm-hmm. I heard Kevin Samuels say something I thought was real interesting. We're going to talk about him on a later podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he said, he was on a show, and he said, the, it doesn't matter where the truth comes from as long as it's spoken. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these pastors in mm-hmm. these churches, they don't care that the person's gay. They, that may not disqualify them mm-hmm. from singing a song. You know, if they sing holy, holy, holy. But if you God, believe that that person is going to hell because of their sin or their lifestyle yeah. or their, who they are. Uh-huh. Like, you, and, and there's a scripture in Psalms, um, do not sit in the seat of the scornful. Like, they're sitting in your pews. They're sitting in your pews. Thanks. So that means everybody in that pew or that sits or sat or is going to sit in that seat yeah. is in that light going to hell. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a difficult thing. I think that's part of the reason why most people, mm-hmm. you know, they take my stance that, you know, that's above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think... The issue, one of the issues I see with this conversation around like homosexuality, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. is we always you hear a lot of conversations mm-hmm. where people are like, you know, gay people get whatever, you know, gay people got this, they got that, you know, and black people still ain't got nothing. And I always wonder, it's like, yeah, for a gay person to gain some type of equality or whatever, you know, that could be groundbreaking in some sense, but it's like, you know what, that person can't separate their race from their sexuality. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like you can't, like people can look at you and see what race you are or at least be able to kind of guess. Yeah. But they can't tell what your sexual proclivities are. So I wonder sometimes like, why do we accuse them of getting something that some that the that black people can't get? So I, I tell you why. Because I think that as a gay community or LGBTQ community, they are organized in their agenda, right? And given and saying, and I'm learning this from some of my black gay friends, mm-hmm. that there's a difference between black gays and white gays. Yeah. Um, but as far as like being LGBTQ, LGBTQ, I think it's IA plus. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> all those letters, right? Yeah. The, the, the difference between their community and the black community is they're organized. They have an agenda. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they, they sit on boards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes time to when it comes time to um putting that agenda uh before the right people, right? Whether it's legislation legislators or um boards, bro, they they have an agenda. Yeah. Black people aren't a monolith, right? We don't have a agenda. We don't have an agenda. Yeah. We have things that we deem um, and feel that we're, we're old mm-hmm. and deserve yeah. and know how to get it, but we're just not given the opportunity. Right. But at the same time, like, yo, they step they step up to the plate with an agenda. Yeah. I, I can't even even with the with the election, the president presidential election. Yeah. We didn't have an agenda. That no. we had agendas. We, we had a mandate. Our mandate was essentially we want a change in who's in the Oval Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that was everybody, though. Yeah, but yeah, that it was wasn't everybody. necessarily what they, we sent him there to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I agree with that because I, I like one thing that you do see with the um, the LGBT community mm-hmm. is they do organize. Now, black folks organize. They're just, you know, black people in general, we organize and stuff and we march and things like that. And there is a black pack out there now that's starting to kind of make some, you know, carry a little bit of political weight and stuff like that. But I think the thing is like, we don't sustain it. And I think we do a good job at complaining about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when Lil Nas X comes out with a video, you know, living his best life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? We we got mad as far from, from the garden to a pole. Yeah, and it, the black people's going off on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, this the mark of the devil. Mm-hmm. You know this that, you know this that Satanism. This is that you know Illuminati, all of that kind of stuff. But it's like you know what? At the end of the day, you got some type of power too. Cause mm-hmm. like, what if you, as a black man, stood up and said, no matter what, I'm gonna have certain principles in my house. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the man of my house and the example that's set that the kids will follow in my house will be set by me and then stood on that. Yeah. Like then it wouldn't matter what Disney says or what Lil Nas X says. Well, I, I, I think, right. so I, I agree with your statement 100%, yeah. but I, I think that as a parent, like it's, in this generation, it's hard to raise children how how we were raised mm-hmm. because we are battling social media. Yeah. We are battling the Instagrams. We're battling the TikToks. Nice. We're battling Facebook, nice. battling YouTube. 
we're battling, you know what I'm saying, like artists. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, can, I as a parent can have, you know what I'm saying, hit all the marks that I've thought that I that is right. Yeah. Um, I could be raising my, ch- my children with morals and principles and, you know say, how to be respectful, how to treat a lady, how to treat a man. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, my my message is is almost limited. Yeah, they see me as an example, mm-hmm. but the message that they're getting through their friends, again, through, through the music they're listening to, what they're watching 24-7, it's like, I'm, it's, I'm not saying it's like a you're fighting a losing battle, because yes, as a parent, you are sowing seeds, yeah. right? You are teaching and instilling in your children what you deem is right. Um, but it's it's just hard, bro. Yeah, it's it it's hard. it's a, it's a fight. It's a battle. It's it's not easy. Then with the with the whole Instagram, the instant gratification. Yeah, that's the difference. That's I could tell you like, yo, bro, this is not how the music industry works. Nah, nah, nah. Look at you making a million dollars. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, anecdotal evidence. Bro, half of that million dollars is gone just with taxes. <laughs> you got managers. Then then you got agents. You got staff, you got security, you got marketing, you yeah. got transportation, you got you broke. It's, yeah. <laughs> broke. Then then you went out to go buy these cars. In a chain. In the chain. And you had to go to the strip club. Oh, of course. You gotta blow the bag on some walk. Yeah. <laughs> had to go to the strip club. But I mean, like, in this day that we're living in, like, can can we blame can we blame media, the media for how we are? Um, we can't. Because <laughs> back to, back to the statement earlier, yo, we don't own anything. Right. The only thing we own is our decisions. Our decisions. And I'm glad that Ter- Tyler Perry's in the position that he's in with the studio in Atlanta, yeah, right? Facts. In the black mecca. But at the same time, like you mentioned, there's no movies that's de- reflecting us in a positive light. I'm saying, like, until we see that, like, yo, F that studio. Yeah, I think Ryan Coogler and Shaka, Shaka King, I think those guys, I, I root for them mm-hmm. to be like, and Toby, I root for people like that mm-hmm. to kind of be the standard bearer. But before we get out of here, last call, last call. So Lil Nas X, good or bad for the culture? For the culture? Oh, man. That's a, <laughs> uh, I I say, fuck. That's a tough question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got like thirty seconds. All right, so I, I say it's good for for the artistry uh-huh. of being able to express yourself. Yeah. However, as a parent, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's bad for the culture. It's bad for the culture. Yeah. Because I, I, there's only so much we could do to protect, right? So for the culture, I think it's bad. But for the artistry, I mean, art is art. Yeah. It's to own one perspective. The sneakers. Mm-hmm. You want to cop a pair? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You mean tell me you want to pay $1,000? Nah, I ain't going to pay $1,000. Man, <laughs> I complain about paying $60 for some sneakers. <laughs> All right. Hold on. You copping a bit? Nah. I can't afford it. What do you think about his, uh, if, if he's good for the culture? I think Lil Nas X is, is good for pop culture. Okay. Um, I think he, I hate to say it, man, I think the dude is trash as a rapper. Yeah. You know, I'm from that 
But he's not a rapper though. He, I mean, he, he was rapping on that. Rap is he's, different now. So he's a country artist. He's I think country. that's the I think that's the genre that he yeah, follows. But in. but no, he's still hip hop too. Okay. You know? Um, so, cause somebody raps, that means they're hip hop, bro. Come on, think about that. Well, I put it like this: I don't, I don't really listen to much country music at all. Sure. Um, I listen to a lot of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I would say for hip hop culture, I think as a rapper, he's trash, right? Okay. But I'm, I'm I come from a different era. Like I come from that. But range. I think it's unfair for you to say he's a rapper, though. Like but the dude raps. Just cause he rap don't make you a rapper, bro. I mean, he's putting out a hip hop album. This new joint is gonna be a hip hop. It's project. a hip hop album. Yeah, I ain't know that. But it's pop. I mean, the, the, the lines are blurred now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I look at a guy like Benny the Butcher is different than a guy like Lil Baby. Absolutely, right? Look, but, wait, whoa, whoa, both whoa. rappers. You think so? Yeah, both think, rappers. Uh, but one of them is hip hop. One of them I would say is rap. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I think. But is it that the the point? My fault. But is it that the point of hip hop, which is to? Yeah, I mean, hip hop is global. Right. right, but is it it's supposed to kind of transform and mutate? It has, yeah, and I, I think that's I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think he's great for pop culture because I think he he's a good artist, and and it, you can glean some some ideas about what you know we call shock marketing. Mm-hmm. Right, that's one of the things I studied in, in undergrad. Was like, you know, how do you trigger a reaction from people? Mm-hmm. So he's he's taught us a lesson on shop marketing. Um, frankly, I don't care for the video. That's not really my type of thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. You know, <laughs> it ain't really what I watch in my free time. Yeah, I watch some gospel <laughs> concerts. You know? um, I do think though, it's great that he sparked a conversation in our community. Mm-hmm. Well, people got to come to terms with some stuff because I think there's more people in all communities. Mm-hmm who are lap dancing with Satan, mm-hmm. that they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And they, they feel like they they have to not be who they are. Now, I can't judge what you are. Mm-hmm. I'm, the, the more I live, the more I think people might be born that way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, I just want to see everybody be happy. I agree. 100%. And if lap dancing with, with the devil makes little Nas X happy, <laughs> say, get on Yo! But until next time... Hold on, just two questions? Yeah, two questions. Go. No, no, no. Supposed to be that was my call. question. Yeah. So we only had two questions for last call? Yeah, you got one? Because the clock is ticking. Man, I just killed a fly with my hands. People don't need to know that. No? It was oh. impressive, though. I'll give you that. Come on, man. That was hard. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> the hands are quicker than the eyes, brother. <laughs> but that was hard. Yes, sir. So dancing with flies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to close this out. But until next time, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, breaking bread, babies. Peace.